Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the devil in the Salsa addiction comes in ebbs and flows. And what I mean by that is I've been dancing salsa for six years. But I haven't been dancing salsa for six years. Really, I will be obsessed with the dance for extended periods of time. And then I'll go through these periods where I may be dancing once a week if I'm lucky. And then I'll go through these periods where I'm dancing seven days a week. And then I'll go to a Congress. And then I won't go to another Congress for five months, maybe seven or eight months. And what I'm getting to is that I'm in one of those low periods right now where I'm dancing maybe once a week if I'm lucky. And when I say dancing, I mean either taking a class, teaching a class, or going out social dancing. And that could be considered a good or a bad thing, depending on who you are, depending on where you are at in life. What I will say is that it's not that I'm unhappy with where my training and where my improvement level is right now, but I will say that I want the pace to be picked up. And that's not always the easiest thing. I'm sure many of you that are tuning into today's show live in areas where Let's say we have a less than vibrant salsa community. Now, I don't mean to bash on Gainesville where I live, but I'll tell you, there hasn't been much salsa going on here the past couple weeks. And even when there is salsa going on, there's not much salsa going on. Now, when you go to New York, when you go to San Francisco, when you go to Chicago, you have salsa basically whenever you want, especially in New York. But for some other cities, you really have to engineer that into your lifestyle. You have to start your own meetup. You have to gather friends around for going out dancing. You have to maybe practice at your own house. So there are certain limitations that we experience outside of those large and, and growing and vibrant salsa communities. But as I look at my situation now, I'm tactically and strategically thinking about where my next learning curve is going to be. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I went out dancing a week ago, and it was one of those nights out dancing, maybe you can sympathize with this, where you go out dancing, you're dressed good, you're feeling good, and you have good dances. But then you look back at your night of dancing, and you think to yourself, my God, I must have executed the same five or ten moves every single time. And not because it was a conscious decision, because it was the right move to do. It was because I couldn't think of anything else. So I defaulted to a movement that I knew that didn't necessarily communicate what I was feeling in the music. And that's where I get this feeling of that I can't properly express myself because my vocabulary is limited. It's like if you're speaking English and you forget a key word that is critical to the emotion or the 
the action that you are trying to relay to someone else. That's what that feels like. And even during my dancing out at this social, as I was doing the move, I consciously thought, gosh, I really don't want to do this move. I'm really sick of doing this move, but I don't know anything else. So I guess here goes, I'm going to do it. And that is what I would call a salsa plateau. And a lot of us experience these salsa plateaus. But the key is how to get out of these salsa plateaus. And I have certain hypotheses, and I've tried a few things. One thing certainly is giving yourself a deadline of some event or something that will give you enough motivation to try new things. Maybe that's joining a performance team. Maybe it's committing to go to a Congress where you'll take the workshops. But having something set in the future. And on that note, I'll be attending the Orlando Salsa Congress, which I'm really excited about next month. But that's going to be my event. That's my big event. I'll be taking the workshops. I'll be staying there at the hotel. That's my future event. Now, what else? What else am I going to do from now until then? Well, one thing that I've been doing pretty much every morning is I do body isolation and shine exercises. And what that basically consists of is I play a little bit of music on my phone. And I start with body isolation exercises, rolling my head, moving my torso, doing body rolls. And then I'll switch over to doing shines. And these shines are basically shines that I know. I repeat these same shines over and over again. And judging by my first comments, you can probably see some issues there, right? It's the same as social dancing, where I'm doing these same moves over and over again. But one of the best ways that I like to get out of some of these plateaus and these non-productive habits is to re-engineer these habits in a way. So let's take the morning exercises. I do that every morning, and I have about a month and a half before the South Congress in Orlando. Well, what can I do? Well, it's actually really tough to instill a new habit. It's not easy, and it takes repetition. But at this point, I have the discipline to do these exercises every day. What I want to do is, in a sense, re-engineer, you know, take out the guts of this framework of this habit, right? I have this habit of doing something in the morning when I wake up. Now let's just rip out these guts of body isolation exercises and replace them with something that will help me with learning new exercises, learning new routines, learning new patterns. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to have a YouTube video that will basically become my morning body isolation exercises. Now I'll pick a video, social dancing most likely, that I really enjoy, something that gets me excited. And I'll pick a time in that video and I'll look at that and spend that five minutes that I usually spend on these exercises every morning and spend that time trying to mimic what I see on the screen and use my slow motion video tape to watch it in slow-mo so I can break down every movement. And then when I feel comfortable enough with a segment of this video, then that will become my morning routine where I will watch, I won't even watch this video. What I'll do is I'll remember what these movements are 
and I'll try to perform them to the music, just like I did with the moves I already knew. But the key there for me is taking a habit that, while not unproductive, is not nearly as productive as it could be. Productive time. This five minutes right now could be optimized so much further towards improving my dancing. I'm going to replace that with a video, something that I can analyze, something that I can deconstruct in short segments. Maybe I'll like it so much I'll extend it to 10 minutes. And the reason that I'm telling you this is twofold. Number one is maybe you'll listen to this and say, you know what, Rob, I've had that same issue. I feel like I've been doing the same moves forever. Uh, I do the same shines every time out there. I'm sick of dancing for that reason, but what can I do? Well, here's one thing you can do, right? And to abstract this a bit and generalize it a bit, I'd say take a habit that you do on some regular basis and analyze it. And look, is this serving me? Is this serving what I want out of salsa? Now, if you don't have a habit, try to instill a habit. And the number one mistake people make with instilling habits is they try to go for too much with the habit. Notice I said five minutes. I used to start out with one minute of body isolation exercises, and then I gradually expanded that further and further. A good example I love with habits as well is, let's say you have trouble flossing. You just never feel like flossing your teeth. The advice I would give is not to set a daily habit of flossing your teeth. What I would instead say is take a very small baby step. I want you every evening to floss one tooth. Now, how long is that going to take you? About five seconds, literally with taking the dental floss off and flossing one tooth, one, five seconds. And getting past that, a lot of times when you build in that first little piece of a habit, then it becomes that much easier to go through the rest of it. Just starting the process is what's daunting. And when you have a daunting task, a daunting habit of five minutes, 20 minutes of exercise, that can be tough to begin. But if you only have a task of doing five seconds worth of work, that becomes a lot easier. Now, I mentioned there were two reasons. The second reason is I want an accountability buddy, and you are my accountability buddy. So what I'm going to be doing is next week, I'll report back, and I'll tell you how it's going. I'll tell you what video I chose to deconstruct. Um, I'll tell you what aspects of that. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'll tell you how it's working with trying that. And most importantly, I'll tell you how that is or perhaps is not improving my ability to execute new moves and does not feel like I'm going in the same ruts when I'm out dancing. That's all here for today's show. I thank you for joining me. If you have any feedback, uh, leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher, please. I really do appreciate reading those reviews. We'll definitely give you a shout out here on the show as well. If you have any questions for me specifically, you can go ahead and contact on the Latin Dance community. Go ahead and click contact us. Uh, direct the question to me. I will definitely see that as well. In the meantime, take what I've talked about this week and learn, try to improve, try to expand your dance ability. And until next time, I'll see you on the dance floor. Pagata suas.